This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, for about five years now, the Vancouver Rent Bank has been helping people who need a little help paying the rent, exactly what it sounds like. But the bank itself is now finding itself in need of some help. Amanda Policino, Director of Community Programs and the Network of Inner City Community Services Society, joins me on the line. Amanda, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. First off, explain exactly what the rent bank does. So we provide um, interest-free loans to individuals that live in the uh, city of Vancouver that are low-income, that are facing some sort of temporary short-term financial crisis. And so we provide them a loan, um, and they are able to repay us over the course of 24 months. And all of our our loans actually go, the check goes directly to their creditor. So it's typically for rent, maybe um, a security deposit or perhaps some hydro arrears. And And where do you get the money from? So we have, um, our loan capital came from Street to Home Foundation, um, and it was donated to Street to Home Foundation by Frank Duster and the Radcliffe Foundation. And then we have operating dollars from the city of Vancouver. And what are you finding now uh, as far as the rent bank itself? Uh, what issues are you facing? We're facing, um, well, we're facing increased volume because, you know, the rents in Vancouver are only going up. So we're definitely seeing an increase in volume, and unfortunately, we actually had a reduction in our operating dollars um, for the last two years, and so we're having a hard time operationally keeping up with the number of individuals coming in. Like, we have enough capital. We've been very, very blessed with having such a large donation for capital, but it's more the operating dollars that we're suffering. Um, but we just don't have the ability to have enough staff to help process the loans as quickly as we'd like. And as it stands now, with people coming in the door, how, about how many of the, the loans get approved? I would say like individuals, I have to, I don't have to, about half of people that actually submit an application end up getting a loan at the end. I wouldn't say all of them actually proceed the entire way through. I don't, so there's a good portion of individuals that are able to regulate their situation, but about half of people that actually submit a full application get a loan. And do they generally pay it back? Mm-hmm. Our repayment rate is about 67%, which is pretty, we're quite, we're quite happy with, especially because we don't have a lot of capacity to, to um, collect on it, you know. We're not able to make a ton of phone calls to follow up with people, so we're, we're pretty happy with that. And and so at this point, is there is it the fear that, that the bank won't be able to continue operating if it doesn't get more funding, or what happens now? Um, our hope is, well, we have to go back to the city of Vancouver um, mid-May to get our next allocation of capital. It's, it's Our fear is that we're not going to be able to, we're going to have to reduce capacity. What would mean was we'd actually have to physically make a decision. We've never had to restrict lending before, but we'd have to make a decision to restrict lending based on our ability to um, make sure we have the right back-end pieces in place. Because there's, there's getting the loans out the door and supporting individuals that are in crisis, which is one piece, which is our frontline coordinator. And then there's sort of the back-end piece, which is the financial management. Um, we're managing half a million dollar loans, like a half a million dollars of loans. So it's about, you know, we've got, I think, almost 600 loans at this point. So it's that piece, like, to be able to manage both of those on the continued reduced budget, um, we'd have to literally restrict the number that are going out. So that's that's what we're looking at, unfortunately. Right. So, like, paying for the people who do the paperwork and make sure that exactly. everything everything is working out. Yeah. So, because we have to get we have to get the money back to, to give out more loans. So it's this. It, there's got to it's a catch twenty two at some point in time, right? So we either and for the last two years we've definitely and um, prioritized ensuring that all of our, our, our money went to the frontline operations, which was getting the loans out the door and supporting individuals that are facing a crisis and keeping them housed. Um, and 
to be frank, I've ran the actual, so I'm the director of community programs. So I ran the back end basically off the side of my desk. So it hasn't paid for any of the actual um, salary allocation of any of my time. And unfortunately, that's not sustainable because I have to run eight other programs as well. So that's sort of where we're looking at is there's just going to be this gap um, coming forward where we're going to have to reshift like that, that back end administration. And do you find, too, with the people who get approved for the loans, uh, for whatever reason, have, have found themselves in a position where they, they just can't pay the rent for that month or for that particular time? Um, like you said, a 67% repay or payback rate. Uh, do you find it does help them enough? Because we're not talking about a ton of money, but yeah. it, it does help them enough to get back on their feet and back on track? Yeah. Um, so our average loan is about 950 So it is not a lot. 950 Sorry, not $9.50. $950. Um, so it's not a lot of money. It does. I think it definitely... I think there's there's certain individuals that I don't necessarily think it will, the individuals that that wouldn't work for, we don't necessarily, we try not to approve those loans. So we are seeing a, a number of the proportion of people that we're denying loans to based on unsustainable situation or ongoing crisis has definitely increased because we're seeing that the rent is steadily increasing. And for a lot of low income individuals, their income isn't. But for those people that it is designed to serve, it does. It really does help them out because they're able to, it sort of hits the reset button on, on their their rental situation, and that allows them to sort of continue on a steady path for those people that don't have savings and are sort of on paycheck-to-paycheck situation. And and as far as taxpayers, if a taxpayer is, let's say, a Vancouver taxpayer is listening to this and wondering why a taxpayer would be would be funding this, is there is there a way to show, does it help taxpayers in the long run as well, and that by keeping somebody from losing their home or from going on social assistance mm-hmm. or from doing something, uh, it's actually a bit of an investment that saves taxpayers down the road? Oh, for sure. So I, I don't unfortunately have all the exact data with me at the moment, but you looked at, I think over the course of five years, we've provided loans to, I think, about 60 individuals that were currently homeless at the time. And that in itself just in savings of shelter costs. So the actual, having someone in shelter or um, if in worst case scenario, if you're looking at a lot of individuals that we also look at that are on older spectrum, so maybe, um, you know, like that are seniors, maintaining their housing as well and keeping them out of hospital. Um, it, it's sort of if somebody loses their home, where they end up is either a shelter and or the hospital or on the streets. And those are incredibly expensive versus a $950 loan. Um, and when we, I think if you calculate out the loan and the administration cost with the repayment, each loan is like maybe, maybe $1,000 of actual cost compared to, you know, I think a, a shelter bed is about $6,000 a month. It's, 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 the difference is quite large. Uh, so what happens next? You mentioned you go back to council mid-month? Um, so we're going back to council mid-month. Um, hopefully they will continue to support the rent bank. They've been wonderful to date. Um, and then we're also doing a fundraiser with um, Landlord BC, where we are hoping to get some support from the landlord sector, as well as any um, sort of taxpayers that are interested in supporting us um, towards the operational dollars to make sure that we're able to sort of be really diligent with the financial administration, as well as pay our fair share of rent. And so we have a website, which is www.vancouverrentbank.com, where um, we set up some, you know, some more information about the rent bank, uh, a few stories about the impacts that it has on individuals, as well as the impacts that it has on, on landlords, um, and an opportunity to um, support the program. And for landlords, especially, um, if you're looking at whom it impacts almost immediately, the existence of the rent bank, Landlords have expenses. They have to collect their rent for a reason. So they have operational expenses that they have to pay. And if they're if they have someone that is not paying their rent, they have to go through the eviction process to get rid of them. And that costs upwards 
anywhere from $3,000 to $7,000. So that's where we're definitely seeing an opportunity for, you know, a, um, for a, like a private sector to contribute to this, this program because it definitely benefits them as well. Because if we pay their rent, we pay the rent for that individual, they don't have to go through the process. They don't have to spend the time and the energy and the money. They're able to continue to meet their own expenses while maintaining housing for someone. So All right. if anybody wants to visit, they can visit that site. All right, perfect. Uh, Amanda, well, good luck uh, going back Thank to you. council. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Have a lovely day. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.